We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. Hi, I'm Yui Shu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. Hello, our summer friends. Welcome to another summer episode of Dateable as we're in the off season, which is still the on season, just without new guests until next week <laughs> like we never left because we didn't we didn't leave we never leave we're always podcasting we're always here <laughs> in our sleep we're podcasting sometimes i do feel that way i was like out with a friend and we were talking and she's like how how come i feel like i'm on a podcast right i've now? totally had people say that to me especially <laughs> when we're like in their dating woes i always have to like remove myself a little um, i need to get better at this so any of my friends that are listening i need to separate like i'm not on the podcast giving my thoughts and advice just being a friend and listening yeah that's part of it and two i think we're just better listeners from being podcasters i think like my friend's feedback was i've never had someone listen to me so intently like yeah because people are shitty listeners well i remember like when my i first met my partner like when my friends would come around he'd be like you guys talk about dating a lot (laughs) some of it is that it's an interesting topic you know it is a topic that especially i think women i don't want to I'm sure there are some guys that get together and talk about dating, but I think women, we historically have gotten together with our friends and it's always a topic of discussion. But I think also like added on that people know I do this, so it's going to come up. Yeah. In some circumstances, though, I don't talk about the dating podcast thing yeah because i know i'll be annoyed oh sometimes i do not want to talk about it like sometimes i'm like i talk about this all the time like i do not want to hear about some random guy that ghosted you because everyone's been there before yeah there is a blanket answer i have for everyone though because strangers when they find out they always go oh i just want to get your opinion about what i'm doing wrong in dating and i don't even have to know your problem the answer is always you're spending the time on the wrong person yeah that's 
always the answer. And we actually, spoiler alert, we we just did a recording the other day with a special guest for next season that we really go into that topic. So we all know that people love this topic. Yeah, we have a lot of really good stuff in store for season 17. We're excited. (laughs) Clearly, we're taking on this cheating topic. We have a few around there, you know. (laughs) There's certain themes that seem to always bubble up. But also, like, we are doing a few duo episodes that we're excited about just thinking about everything we've learned over the last seven years. You know, when I first went through the cheating scandal, you were like, do people even cheat anymore? Uh And then now the story's out. All I hear about are cheating stories. So I'm curious of when this next series of infidelity episodes come out, if more people will come out and we realize it's just it's more prevalent that people just don't talk about it as much. Yeah, I definitely have noticed that like the amount of messages that we get on Instagram about Oh, I've been in the same situation all this stuff like I was very surprised by how many we've gotten with this and you know it might just be that topic that like people don't want to talk about until prompted there's a lot of shame that comes with it even when there's really nothing to be ashamed of because you did nothing wrong yes unfortunately there's a lot of shame and I I hear that from a lot of women Mm -hmm. who said to me that they're not comfortable talking about it publicly or telling their family and friends about it (laughs) like why (laughs) why you know you didn't do anything wrong There's a perception like you scared them away. You weren't desirable enough. I'm not saying this is true at all, but I think that is like what goes through people's heads. There was a reason why this person did it when usually the reason has to do with them more than anything. But that's that's why it's shameful. Yeah, we're going to change that narrative even If it's one person, we got to change at least one person's mind about this entire topic. But we are shifting gears for this episode. It's a little bit less about dating and more about the business of podcasting in a way. So Julie, you actually have a a history with our guest today. Yeah, I mean, I met our guest or I guess our guest. She was our interviewer. (laughs) We're just re-airing her podcast. So I guess in a way, a guest. But Anyways, um, Darcy, she has a podcast called Down and Dirty with Darcy. Darcy has a really big TikTok following about career advice. So I actually met her through my partner's best friend in Tahoe, and she is her sister-in-law. So if you didn't follow that, there's a few connections here. But it took me a while. Yes. <laughs> so my partner, his best friend, they've known each other for a long time. Funny story is that she actually got married to someone that pretty much has the same name as her, which is Darcy's brother. Oh. She did not have to change her last name. And her first name, it's like very similar. Wait, they have the same, <laughs> have the last, same name? last name? Yes. Why? What? It's like one of those moments that you're just like, yeah, I found my person, right? Well, that's convenient. Yeah. So yeah, we met in Tahoe. We instantly bonded over, you know, content creation, TikTok, and then podcasting. And at the time, she wasn't doing a podcast, but she did have us on. We're actually her final episode of her podcast, but definitely find her on TikTok. Career Coach Darcy is her name, Instagram too. I love that she gives like bite-sized career tips. Mm -hmm. I think it's a perfect medium for that. And if you want to go back and listen to her old episodes after us, please do. It's always fun to hear like deep dives about people's careers. I I find it very interesting. And it was it was fun to talk about ours. But of course, she did sneak in a few dated questions too. Of course, (laughs) people are always very curious about the business of podcasting. How do you guys make money? Is this sustainable? How did you start making money? And in this episode, we try to not hold back and kind of walk through the process. But every podcaster's journey into making it profitable is quite different. So I would be interested to hear other people's thoughts as well. But you know, that's why this episode is a little different because we're going to talk about how we got here in the first place. Have you ever the name thing is kind of funny. Have you ever dated someone with a similar name as you. Um, there are no craft chicks out there. I know, but similar Jules names. Jules and Julie. Like, <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> I mean, like a Jason... Chick. 
Cat Catrick. I don't know. Like, I have not. Have you? Not that I know of. I feel like you could <laughs> that find I can another shoe. I feel like that's possible. I could find another shoe. Vince shoe, yep. who we had on the podcast. Two shoes. You just <laughs> Vince. If you ever want to date, I'm you available know, to see now. Like. <laughs> I don't know. I actually said that to you. I was like, I feel like that could be a good connection. Do you remember after this happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I'm like Julie, I'm not ready to think about it, but there sure. is one person. So that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. And it's the guy with your last name. He's the only guy I really know other than my own relatives who have my last name. But I know quite a few friends who've dated people with similar first names. Okay. How do you feel about this? This is something that runs through my mind a lot. I don't know why. It takes real estate in my mind that probably it shouldn't hold. How would you feel about dating someone with the same name as your ex? First name. Mm, if it's a first the same first name as my most recent ex, it would be very rare. And I don't think I could get over it because it's just such a unique name. But if it's like just a generic name that anybody could have and the ex didn't fuck me over, I think I'm, I'm okay with that. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. No? If it's like a serious ex, like I'm thinking of the one ex I can think of that he has yeah. a very generic name. Very generic but name. I feel like if I met someone else with that name, I'd cringe. Like not in the sense he did not fuck me over either. It's just there was too much tied to that name for me that I wouldn't always think of him. And I feel like I wouldn't want to bring that into a new relationship. How would you feel if you found out you had the same name as your partner's ex? Um, it depends on how they processed it. If they really just like didn't view it at all, then I would not care. It's more of just like if every time they heard my name, they thought of that person. That's when I would care. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's case by case. And you know, there are other people I'm thinking of that were not like real exes, but they were, I don't know, situationships or people I was hung up with for a hot minute. I don't think I would care at this point. Also, like many years have gone by. I think that's another yeah. factor. Yeah. The name thing is always such a fun topic. I have a guy friend who, you know, he was very casually seeing a few girls and I had met them, but they all had very similar first names. It was Julie, Julia, and Juliana. And at holiday parties, he would bring one of them and I would never call them by their name because I got them all mixed up. I'm like, come on, bro, like be creative. Don't date three women at the same time who have similar first names. So multiple people in my family have gone on to marry someone or date someone after with someone of the same name. Oh, there's a period. It eventually wears out that their ex, whatever name, I'll just say like George in this case, even though that's not it. George too. That's their name that's how they're talked about within the family and then eventually when it becomes serious they lose that too right but mm -hmm. i don't know i wouldn't want to be julie too you know no and there's no such thing <laughs> julie the second yeah like i don't know <laughs> You're like i'm the first first and only but i will say the same last name as you makes it very easy because i've had this conversation before that like i feel like as a 40 year old woman and someone that does podcasting right like i feel like i have a name and brand with my first and yeah. last name and to just take someone else's last name at this stage feels weird to me but i also like get yeah. the traditional aspect so i'm, I'm I'm torn of like what I will do eventually. But if you had someone with craft chick, problem solved. You don't even have to think about it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to vent for two seconds. I find the whole name thing so archaic because one, why do I have to belong to your family now? And then two, when I have kids, the kids come out of me, yet now they belong to the guy's family. That makes no fucking sense to me. And someone else pointed out to me the other day, they're like, did you, if you think about it, once you change your last name, you're kind of erased from your family tree. Yeah, I don't like that. You're like, don't exist there anymore and that's awful to think about the only thing pro it is i feel like if i had children they would carry his name most likely right just most traditional aspect so then yeah. it's like you're off with another name while everyone in your family has the same name like i feel like yeah. not being part of the unit that way is kind of weird too that's why you should just be with someone that has the same last name as you. <laughs> or create a different last name. Yeah. I had a high school friend who did that. They just created a completely different last name. But then that doesn't solve the problem of not being in your family anymore. Yeah. You're still in there. Yeah, I don't true. mind the hyphenated name. I might do that Yeah, someday. hyphenated. Yes. But 
it depends on who, what you're hyphenating. Oh. Your name is pretty long. Yeah, mine would be a mouthful. That's all I could say. Oh, it would be a mouthful. That'd just be a lot. Oh, maybe one day we'll solve for this name thing. In the meantime, if and when I have kids, they're keeping my last name. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. But then I look at my last name I'm like, oh, that's my dad's family anyway. <sighs> Yeah, it's the whole Still thing. Still belongs to a man. <laughs> There's no way around <laughs> any of it. <laughs> Can't solve it in our lifetime, but at least we can talk about it and think about it. <laughs> that is true. Uh, we're super psyched because we're going on a retreat this weekend. Yes, or next weekend. we are. It's going to be amazing. And by the time this airs, it'll have been a few weeks, so we're getting it out of order. But Julie and I always wanted to do our own dateable retreat where we lock ourselves in an Airbnb and mastermind our takeover of the world. So watch out world shit's gonna happen after next weekend i love this i love this i was also talking to you before this and i'm like we also need to do like a ceremony for you because this also like originated as okay post breakup let me come down and let's do a trip and then it morphed into more but you had just alerted me i did not know that this that we can actually hire a sound healer yeah and masseuse for the airbnb which i did not know of until five minutes ago yes that'd be amazing i feel like what better way to let go than sound healing if our podcasting doesn't work out there are so many businesses that we can do that tack on to an airbnb julie <laughs> if we want to do like dating advice but at your airbnb <laughs> we can do it we just come to your house sit down with you for an hour oh walk you through your dating woes oh my god can you imagine i can i actually I like actually the airbnb idea because you could just tack on like 10 different services all at once it's absolutely like we can massage your feet and give you dating advice at the same time oh yeah not doing not doing the feet but yeah you're so, like you're something on like foot that. duty <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we can divide and conquer based on <laughs> not it maybe we should just become masseuses here we go we can <laughs> this is a revolutionary idea have you ever had a massage i've never had this where one person is like doing your shoulders and the other person doing your feet what you're saying is <laughs> we can tack on dating advice <laughs> to any service out there and it'd be legit like oh you need your car wash we'll also give you dating advice yeah. while we wash your car we could take turns this way so we don't have to multitask i'll be like okay you you go first i got the washer duty and then when it's time for me to chime in you're like okay take it over tag you in <laughs> yeah. i'm like okay i got windshield got it <laughs> I'm like, I did the left side of the car. You're ready for the right side, whatever. We laugh now, but when we become billionaires in the next year, like, you know what? We abandoned the whole podcasting idea. It was too much work. We can go back on Down and Dirty with Darcy and give her an update. We're like, listen, don't do podcasting. Just do tack on Airbnb services. She's like, I haven't done the podcast in three years. We're like, you need to come back special edition with us. We have yeah. cracked the code. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you we'll give you all the secrets behind our <sighs> fortune <laughs> we're about to make. I love that you're like you're on foot duty. <laughs> no, but you know we got to start somewhere. Hey, right. I volunteered for foot duty. Thank God, I'm a team player, you Oh my God, thank I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, hopefully it doesn't I get to that. Hopefully it doesn't get to that. I don't really need to be doing foot massages with my life. <laughs> But if we are billionaires and we have to massage feet, oh, I would do it. Could you do I'd it? do it for a billion oh, yeah. dollars, okay, yeah. would you? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, everyone has a price, right? <laughs> I don't know why this just popped up in my mind, but I just it goes back to that diaper fetish episode that we were talking about. Yes. You and I got off that call. For all of you who missed this, we did two diaper fetish episodes. One was a re like kind of a follow-up of someone that actually had a diaper fetish. And we got off the call. We were just like, we met the perfect guy, and all we had to do is yeah. be in a diaper. We do it. It's kind of the same thing with the foot massage. Yeah. There is a price. <laughs> you'll do it for everything is negotiable <laughs> that's that's the business takeaway that we're we're shedding to people hey you know what this is actually a great call out to our listeners if you haven't given us a five-star rating a review yet in apple Podcasts, this is your chance five stars in the body of your review tell us what you're willing to do for a billion dollars. No, don't go there. But do you think, give us your opinion, do you think this foot massage and dating advice idea 
could go somewhere. Does it have legs? No pun intended. <laughs> What'd you pay for? Just write legs, no legs. That's all you need to put in the, in the review. And then a, how much would you pay for it? For 60 minute massage and advice, how much would you pay? Market research. <laughs> I love doing career episodes. Okay, well, we're going down a delirious path. We're about to become more professional and more put together on this podcast. Ugh, boring. <laughs> Um, I think you pretty much gave an announcement, you know, at Dateable Podcast, Instagram, go there, love in the time of Corona, we are changing the name, we promise, but go there. Those are our two big announcements. (laughs) And, you know, get ready for season 17. I guess that's the biggest announcement of all. We will have a fun promo video that we shoot in Palm Springs. So at our retreat. I don't know if I actually revealed the location until right now. (laughs) Oh, right. Yes, Palm Springs. Well, before we get into it, let's hear a message from our sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we're faced with a crossroads in life and we don't know which path to take. As you all know, I'm currently in the wake of a breakup and during this transition, period, therapy has been able to help me move forward with support. And I wasn't looking for the type of support in the sense of everything will be okay and time will heal all type of encouragement because I get enough of that from my friends and family. I went to therapy specifically to objectively observe my situation so I can break out of my old patterns. That's why I truly believe in the power of therapy because you can use it for such specific moments in your life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash dateable today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. Okay, here's a replay of our episode with Darcy. It's Darcy, Career Coach Darcy here. I can't wait to introduce our guests, so I'm going to get right into it. We have Julie and UA with me. They host a podcast called Dateable, and they've had this podcast for over eight years, and they dive into how they started it, all of the amazing things that I feel like learning about podcasts, I kind of jumped into it so quickly, and it was really cool to hear from them because they started it back when there weren't as many as there are today. So really interesting to get down and dirty about their podcasting careers. Um, They also have corporate careers as well. And just a little fun fact for you, this is our last episode of Down and Dirty with Darcy, which I will uh, cover a little bit more of that after the interview. So stick around and listen to the end of the interview where I will come back and chat with you. But let's get into it. Welcome back to Down and Dirty with Darcy. I am here with Julia and Yue. I am so excited to speak with them. They have a podcast called Dateable, and I'm going to let them take over their bios. So whoever wants to jump in and go first, please go for it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where do I start? Yeah. yeah. Tell us a little so, bit about yourself is my, is my go-to question, as if I'm interviewing you. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So my name is Julie Kraftchik, and I'm one of the co-founders and co-hosts of Dateable. And, you know, I didn't think I'd ever be a podcast host. This was not something that I set out to be, partially because this didn't exist when I was in college and when I was, you know, thinking about career trajectory. But what's funny, actually, in retrospect, so I got my, my career started in design. So I've always been like in a creative type field. And, you know, I actually started more in like advertising and eventually moved into like web and app design, which I still do today on top of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I remember having this conversation with one of my former managers. And at this point, I was very far from creative worlds. I was went from being in a creative position when I first got hired at my first job and then somehow they were like oh we heard you're good at creative and it went from actually making creative to reviewing creative which is kind of like the bottom of the barrel of it but i was young at the time and i'm like i'm just gonna go with it and see if i like it and you know it did my career took me in some interesting areas i was doing like pricing and yield management at like in uh for a tech company I, for I, yahoo yeah probably you don't I even know what that up. means i was right. deep in excel and i was just like wait 
I was a creative, what happened? And that actually, you know, prompted me to go back to school for design. So actually, sometimes when you can get off course, it could actually be a good thing. But I, where I was going with this is I remember a former manager when I was thinking about like, okay, what, should I take this new role? Should I take this promotion? Him saying, what do you actually want? And even from that early stage, I was like, I want to have like a website that I eventually monetize and I own the content. Never did I think it would be dating. Never did I think it would be a podcast space, but I knew like I always wanted my voice to be heard in content. So it's really interesting, like looking back of like how, you know, even these jobs and roles that felt so far away at the time have actually helped me get to where I am today. Yeah. Wow. And you, so you went to school, like how long were you in between before you actually pivoted went back? Because that's so many people that listen are like, I don't know if I'm ready to make that jump and make that decision, even though I feel a little (laughs) bit off track. So, yeah. I feel like I've had, you know, three careers in my, Mm -hmm. like I graduated college in 2005. So it's been a while. So it's not no spring chicken here, but it's been a (laughs) while. And, but initially I was in advertising and then I wanted to be in more like real design. So I went back to school, probably I'm trying to think now it's been so long, but at least it was about eight years in because I eventually left. I was working at Yahoo, which was up there with Google and pre-Facebook, but at the time now it's a dinosaur, it doesn't exist, but it was like the it hot tech company. No, it's so cool, yeah. <laughs> it was the hot tech cool, company. But... <laughs> <laughs> it was the hot tech company at the time. But I, yeah, I got to that point that I'm just like, wait, I've really veered from where I wanted to be. Like this job, mm-hmm. when I first got it was awesome because I was making ads, I was doing creative, and then somehow I went to pricing and yield management, which no one knows <laughs> what it is. And And yeah, eight years in, I went back to school. I did a night program in interactive and visual design. So I stayed at work. So I wasn't, I didn't have to leave work, but then I realized like how much this was my passion and calling. And I was like, I need to just leave. And I just took the jump and left. And I had this time that, you know, I actually wasn't working for a little, but I was really fine tuning skills. And then I actually did a startup So I've had like multiple career paths along the way, but the fun fact of the startup. So I, I kind of, in an early stage knew I wanted to connect people and it actually started off as a dating idea, which again, kind of comes full circle to where we are today. But the idea was that I was frustrated by dating apps and I'm like, where were the days like back in the day where you just met people organically, like in college and high school and, you know, through friends of friends. So I created this app that was called 500 brunches where it connected people in small groups over brunch so you can meet in person so it's kind of like a more curated meetup and that's actually that. where i met ua yes. so that kind of brings oh, us perfect. full circle I was gonna ask. <laughs> yeah 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 ua yeah. give us a little your uh tell me about yourself and <laughs> I then I I can't wait to hear how you guys connected and started the podcast. But yeah, yeah, give us a little a little During background, please. We're like, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about dating <laughs> yeah. with some mics in front of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We don't know what we're doing, but it's been such a ride. I graduated in 2003, so I'm even more of a dinosaur. And I think <laughs> <laughs> I think you know when I first graduated college, I always wanted to be in in entertainment, but I had no connections, no family members have ever gone through that route. And so I just went the corporate route. I was a consultant and I was like traveling every week, but still this pull towards entertainment was still calling me. Um, So I quit my job in, when I was 25 years old. So I had the quarter life crisis. I was living in New York city and I said, I want to be a TV host. At the time, there was no such thing as like cell phone cameras or any digital media. I took an actual video camcorder. It, I, I don't even know. Is that what they're called? A yeah, camcorder? I think And I recorded my, cur- my um, co-workers at the time before I quit. I recorded a fake red carpet Emmys <laughs> event with them as guests on this red carpet. That was my first reel that I had snail mailed to agents in New York City. 
And I was very lucky because at the time there were very few Asian faces on TV. And this one agent, which is like one part of the one of the biggest agencies in New York reached out and said, we are interested in working with you. And so I was very, it was Stop it. very much about t- luck and timing. So I was a TV host for over 10 years, but during that time, it's not a sustainable entertainment is not a very sustainable career when you're just freelancing. So you go from show to show gig to gig. So in between, I was filling in the time with more consulting work, um, it's funny. It's like when you're when I was in corporate, it's like I want to be entertainment, but I was in entertainment. I was like, I need the money of corporate. <laughs> yes. right. So still had both. Yeah. Right. And so I realize now, fast forward to however many years later, you do need a balance of all of it. You can't just double down on creative and you can't just double down on the mundane like business side of things. You need a balance for it to feel fulfilling honestly, and to make a living out of it. So, you know, after that, the full freelance gig in New York, I moved to Beijing on a whim for personal reasons, ended up, was supposed to be a two week trip, ended up staying for two years. And at the time I was in those two years, I hosted a TV show in China, in Mandarin. It was probably one of the most life changing experiences of my life in terms of my career and personal life, because I felt like it gave me a jolt. It was like, you know what? You went down this one path. There's so many other paths to explore if you're willing to open yourself up to that. So did this entire thing in China. It was very challenging. Mandarin is not a strong suit for me anymore, even though I was born in China. It was really hard to to host a TV show completely in this language, Um, but really felt proud of myself for doing that. And then did a mental reset after that show, moved to San Francisco, wanted to see what San Francisco was all about. You know, the tech scene was really booming. I heard all about Yahoo and I was like, tell me, (laughs) tell me all about Yahoo. The top of the tech scene right there. (laughs) I like that that callback. That was great. (laughs) Show me your ways, Yahoo. And when I met Julie at one of her events, I just remember being so in awe of all the people in San Francisco and how entrepreneurial they were. And how Mm -hmm. they were able to think outside the box. Because for me, I come from such a traditional background where everybody in my family followed one career path. Mm -hmm. And you come to San Francisco and everyone's got something else going on. They may have their day job and they're working on this thing. They're building a thing. They have a product. Trying to afford to live here. (laughs) Trying to Uh to make a living. And I just think it, it shows how the current workforce is so different than it was Mm -hmm. Uh, even 10 years ago. People can have multiple revenue streams, income streams, and also fulfill the different parts of their brain. So Mm -hmm. Julie and I met in in San Francisco at one of her events, and we started talking about dating, of course, (laughs) as as we one would, uh, you know, I was new to San Francisco, never dated in San Francisco. Julie had only dated in San Francisco during her adult life. So we had a lot to compare. And just had so much fun talking about kind of like all the stories we had. So we decided to start the podcast, but of course we never thought about it as a full-time job. No. It was purely for fun. fun. <laughs> I had uh, like these lavalier mics from productions I've done. We just yeah. put them on us and we're like, let's just record. And our first episode, we found one of our friends and he told the story and we had people in my apartment. It was just so like... We didn't know what we were doing, but let's just see where this goes. It was very fun. But of course, we both had our separate careers. And in San Francisco, I ended up going into tech, fitness tech. But content creation was always at the backbone of what I did. So I knew that no matter what I do in my career, there's always going to be a piece of content in there. And I, I will also admit that what makes my career, my day job more fulfilling is because I have Dateable as Same. well. Same. Yeah, I would be completely bonkers right now. That was my only job. No, it's like so nice to have the balance of dateable. I think does it still feel like it's fun and it doesn't feel like it's of course, there's a lot of work that goes into it, obviously. But does it still get to feel like the hobby, that same kind of passion versus especially when you have the compare like comparing it to your corporate side, because both you guys still have corporate jobs, Mm -hmm. right? 
-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like both of us one day would love to do this full time, but there is a Mm -hmm. little side of me that is a little fearful of that because then you're, this is like your revenue source. So we do have our corporate jobs and that security blanket that this still can feel fun. That being Mm -hmm. said, like, will this always be sustainable? I think right now the two of us, you know, like we don't have children, for instance, like if we had kids and we're doing a corporate job and this, it just wouldn't work. So there's gonna be a time where we're gonna have to make certain decisions. And like, we're also writing a book right this minute. So now we now have a a third job on top of the (laughs) second job. Congratulations. Thank you. But like, yeah, it's just like, it's like kind of a double-edged sword. It's like one opportunity opens, but Mm -hmm. then yeah, you have limited time to keep doing it. But I mean, I think what's really interesting too, is like, for me, I started as more behind the scenes with this podcast because I came from, oh, I'll do the tech side. I'll do the branding and the website because that was what my background was. Mm -hmm. And also it was, I think a limiting belief at the time, but like, I thought because like, I didn't have any sort of credential, like who was I to get on a microphone and start talking? We're like UA and then we had a host at the time when we first started, they were both former dating coaches. So over oh, okay. time, mm-hmm. I real like, actually, we just like, you know, there was reasons why just the other host ended up moving on. Just he moved out of San Francisco. We were San Francisco based at the time and just other reasons too. And we actually really looked for a second co-host. We, let me say that again. We really looked for a second co-host hard and we just could not find someone that there was good chemistry with at all. And I just started talking because you and I were friends and we're like, wait, this is working better than any of these other people Mm -hmm. that are randomly coming on. So there were like a lot of those kind of, you know, paths that were open because the opportunity presented themselves. So I think sometimes we think we need to have certain credentials in our resume in order, but oftentimes it's just taking the risk and trying something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And plus the genuine connection between you guys when you talk, yes. it comes across. When I have a question, when you meet people like strangers are out and about and they go, oh, what do you do for work? What do you guys say? Oh my God, <laughs> I just go everything. I just go everything and that's it. I, it's yeah. so hard to explain, right? And, mm-hmm. and yesterday I had this conversation with a neighbor who, you know, the, you, you meet neighbors and you never discuss what you do. So yesterday she was finally like, what do you do? What the heck do you do? <laughs> and I said, I have a day job. It's it's in fitness and tech, but my passion is my podcast called Datable. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing this for almost eight years. And she's like, oh, tell me more about the podcast. Everyone's totally. always more interested in the yeah. podcast, right? So I yeah. that's been my elevator pitch for myself. I don't know what Julie, like what do you say? What's yours, Julie? Yeah. It depends on who I talk to. I think that's more of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I with think, you on that. Yeah, it's also interesting, though, UA brought up the point of when you say eight years, because a lot of people have podcasts now. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you're almost like not looked at seriously. If you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, I have a podcast. Like they think there's like two people listening. But when (laughs) you say like eight years, it holds different weight. So that's also something interesting we found along the way. But yeah, I mean, it's I generally just say I'm a creative professional because that kind of encompasses Mm, everything that we're doing, you know, design, writing, podcasting, it's all under a creative umbrella. But then you could get looped into that, like, influencer, like, you know, I'm a creative, and you're like, wait, influencer, OnlyFans, what are you on? Yeah, (laughs) all of the above. I know, my dad jokes, he's like, oh, you're an influencer, and I'm like, no, I'm not. But then we, like, we'll get our ad campaigns, and it'll be like, dear influencer, and I'm like, I guess we are a little. (laughs) Micro influencers. (laughs) Yeah, and I will will say that, too, because when I tell people about your guys' podcast, um, because... For people that don't know, I met Julie totally separate from the podcasting world. She's like a friend of my brother's wife. So it's just been, um, yeah. And she was like, oh yeah, I have a podcast. And she, the same thing, she kind of downplayed it until she was like, oh yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's been around for eight years. And I'm like, hey, this is like, how I don't know how else you say it because it is a podcast. You're not yeah. gonna say, just by the way, guys, it's super successful, right? Like, you're not gonna say that. Um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's the same thing. And, and even for me, like, my podcast is super, super young. And I'm very open with, like, yeah, it's very hard to get listeners. And still, I'm telling people, like, yeah, like, we 
I fly to LA once a month. I'm there to film mm-hmm. it. Like it's very, you know, all production, a lot of content creation. And still you're like, why am I trying to prove, you know, that it's because it's everyone has podcasts. So yeah, I think it's well, an interesting world. <laughs> it's, I mean, same thing in LA when someone goes, I'm an actor. You're like, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but what, what have you been in? <laughs> yeah. But there's such yeah. a, there's such a thin line between a non-working actor and a, like someone and a celebrity. Like, right. At what point do you cross over to celebrity? Because someone could be working on a show. You just yeah. don't know who they are. It's right. kind of the same thing with podcasting. It's like, there's such a thin line between like, yeah, like, yeah. Making it and- feel like it's more than it. I'd love to hear how you guys describe if someone's like listening now that hasn't heard of Datable. Mm -hmm. Can you guys give us like what they would get from the show if they if they went and listened? Like, what's it all about? Dating. Who wants to take it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we started out as a dating stories podcast, and now we go deep. We dive into the psychology, sociology, and anthropology behind dating. Uh, We really hone into the why why do people do the things that they do and then how do we move past the things that are happening we truly feel like right now the modern dating scene is not the best i mean as everybody anybody who's dating right now will say it's not the best i hate the apps and i hate this and we realize it's not about the technology it's not about the dating app culture it's not about the dating culture at all it's about the way we are interacting with dating Mm-hmm. So we're trying really, one of our mission statements really is to um, to try to help people understand that they're accountable for their own actions, but they're also, ha- they are empowered to create the love lives that they want. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of our focus per episode. Right? Yeah. You know, it started off, I would say, because the two of us were lost ourselves. And yeah. we wanted answers, you know, that's like, I, it's, it's a little selfish, but at the same time, that's what no. brings content that's relatable, right? Is you have a need yourself. And I think, you know, like when we talk to people, they're always like, dating is the worst. Like, how are you not super jaded by listening? But yeah. we've actually felt more energized by talking to people. And honestly, it's changed the way we look at dating relationships and love. And it's given us the tools to have, you know, the relationships we've always wanted that quite frankly, if I didn't do this podcast, I would not have been able to, you know, make it as far down the line in a relationship at all. So for us, like, I think we've gone from the why is this happening to how do we take all the knowledge that we've learned to help people get out of this perpetual state of this is the worst to being like, actually, this is freaking awesome. And it's going to set me up for the relationship I've always wanted. Right. And what I love is you guys can open up a space for people that may feel like they're the oddball out in their dating relationships. You guys have talked about if you're older and you feel like it's mm-hmm. over after 40, like, yeah. can I still date? Then I heard you guys talk about that. And like the open relationships versus non-monogamous mm-hmm. versus whatever the case is. Like, I feel like you've had guests on that really go deep into that. And I was listening, uh, cause you know, got to prepare. I was listening <laughs> to your guys' podcast, um, and you said something that really hit home with me, UA, was when you said, I've realized because of talking in all this and my past relationships, but I'm going to honor like what that person went through in their past, but I'm not going to take it on. Yeah. And I was like, man, that is like every, I just feel like for one, obviously go listen to their podcast, but that's like the, the nugget I took out of that particular episode. And it's so true because we do that fixing thing or we do mm-hmm. whatever the case is. But to say, hey, I understand that's what you went through and maybe you made mistakes or maybe these things happened to you, but I'm not going to take that on. Like we have to have our own relationship and, you know, move forward. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I thought that was pretty good. (laughs) I mean, you know, at the beginning when we first started, you said this too, is like we did, it was about dating stories, funny dating stories. That's what we thought this podcast was going to be. We quickly realized that like that actually wasn't that interesting. Like, of Mm -hmm. course, like from time to time, there's always a good dating story, but most of it comes down to the relationship with ourselves. And at the core of this podcast, even though it is about dating and relationships and love, it is really about the relationship 
of your with yourself and how do you yeah. start to put yourself at the forefront because in dating so often we let other people call the shots or you know we stay in relationships because we want to help fix that person instead of being like what do i actually want so a lot of it has been reframing and looking at it more from that lens mm -hmm. do you feel like having the podcast has affected your guys's relationships whether it be dating or like actual um, relationships, because you do share so much about your life. Uh, do you feel like you have to check in with your partner and say, hey, is this something I can share mm. on my podcast? Yes. Like, can you tell us about <laughs> that? Because I deal with that myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very curious, to. you know, and you guys are way, you're getting way more personal. Like mine's, you know, a bit more corporate related. Yours is your actual dating lives. So yeah, how, how does that go um, with like current or past partners? Yeah, I mean, I was when I was dating, I was terrified to tell people. So I didn't tell people about it because I didn't want them to think that, you know, I was on these dates trying to get material get or anything like yeah. that. Right. But then it got weird because it's clearly like a very important part of my life. And I remember like going on a couple dates with someone and not telling them. And then they were like, oh, so do you work on any side projects? And I'm like, yeah, I've been working on this thing for like eight years. Do I just not bring it up? So I was like, oh, yeah, I do. Like, I'll tell you about it. But then it was just weird because he's like, mm -hmm. why didn't you tell me about this, you know, before? Right. So mm -hmm. when I met my current partner, who is Darcy's sister-in-law's friend. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Darcy knows. <laughs> right. I was just like, at that point, I'm just like, I'm going to be who I am and the right person will be into it or not. And he was super excited about it. Like he thought it was really freaking cool. I think there was like maybe this like one second, like, oh, what is this? But overall yeah. was really supportive along the way and, you know, has been still super supportive. That being said, there has been a few lines. Like I think there's been like a conversation we had at the very start of our relationship of like, how much do I bring things up? And we kind of netted out like, you know, like I can obviously say I'm in a relationship. I can say what we're doing. Do I need to like air every last issue we're having or challenge? Yeah. No, because that's not what the podcast was about in the first place. Right. And, you know, of course people are interested in our personal lives, but at the core of it, people really are listening to the podcast to help their own personal lives. So yeah. it's not really like an update of like our life here and there but that being but said like, relate yeah, yeah. and like the other relate. day mm -hmm. i'll just be transparent like you and i did a podcast and i don't know if it's because i'm like more comfortable or where it was and after doing it i was like i think i went too far on this one and mm -hmm. i talked to my partner about it i re-listened to it and i was like you like i'm really sorry but like would you be okay if we don't air this oh, and of course you yeah. was like yeah like don't even worry about it because this has happened like one time in the last like eight years but right yeah like i think like there are times that i had to like reevaluate and be like okay do people need to know this you know like is this really essential that i share it or is it more important that i preserve parts of my relationship we just that's have so to prioritize true. our partners before the podcast mm -hmm. and i think that's the major mm -hmm. learning is like well would you discuss with a partner are you okay with this being said on air and if they say no then you that's what you prioritize but what i what irks me though is when i talk to people and they say oh you have a dating podcast are you going to talk about me and i'm like don't give me a fucking oh, reason to talk yeah. about me. sorry sorry for using that no you can, cuss okay. you can say it all like, you want <laughs> don't, don't give me a reason to talk about you right? right we only talk about you if you did something terrible or yeah. if you did something really wonderful at, in right. which case you wouldn't care if we talked about you so it's yeah. like it's really funny it's like people think oh she has a dating podcast she must talk about me like no we no. hardly talk about the people we did <laughs> yeah, we like, don't care hardly. about you I yeah. mean, most people aren't interesting realistically no. but right. no but right. not in, not interesting in that way for yeah. us to talk about yeah yeah, 100%. but I mean, also like when UA was going through her breakup, like I I remember being like, okay, you you share when it's good for yeah. you because mm -hmm. I think like ultimately like that's what comes first, and we've been like I think overall our partners have been super supportive of what we do, and for both of us, finding a partner that is supportive is essential. Like we couldn't. Yep be with someone that didn't support right. this. But there's also mm -hmm. a line of like, what's good for you, what's good for them, and what actually is important for people to really know. Yeah. Right. 
No, I completely agree. Let's hold that thought for a quick message. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. It's funny because I, I called one of my and she went through a pretty, I would say traumatic uh, breakup recently. It was a high school sweetheart. It's been like a uh, you know, really long and marriage and everything. Um, and I was like, Hey, I'm speaking to some people on my podcast that really dive deep into different relationships and different things like that. Um, if it does go there, like, I was like, would you be okay with me? And she was like, are you kidding me? Bring it up. Yeah. I don't care. Like Mm -hmm. people need to know, like this is happening and like people can relate to it and things like that. And I'm curious, like when people come on your podcast, is it, are you interviewing experts to kind of have takes on certain situations? Um, and I'm assuming, do you guys get a lot of DMs from people that are like, Hey, I'm going through this. Like, can you either speak? Uh Yeah. Like speak about it or what would you like, how do you guys feel about that that advice? Like, cause dating is such a sorry spectrum of advice. Whereas with me, it's like, should I put this on my resume or not? I'm like, no, yes, no. Mm. (laughs) So with, with dating, it's a lot about how the person is inside and how they, you know, attract and I guess detract certain things. How do you guys handle like advice and people situations like that? Yeah, we get a lot of DMS and (laughs) that's why we started a second show called Mm. brunch talk. So it's just a shorter episode where we answer specifically these questions. And we realize with advice, like people, uh, everything that people ask, we can guarantee you, they think they're asking a very unique question when it can all bubble up to a much more generalized question that many people can relate to. Mm -hmm. So that's why we started doing the show because there is more general umbrella advice we can give that will hit on this specific question at hand. But it's funny, like some of the DMs can be pages and pages long <laughs> because people feel like they have to put so much context into dating. Right. It's like, we dated for five years and then we moved in this and then he bought me this and then did. like, none of that actually really matters. Like, yeah. like was he a piece is, of shit or not? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, yes. And that's what we try to get to with Brunch Talk is like, just to the get to the core right. of this question. Right. I mean, I think from day one, we've never been this podcast. We actually strongly believe this is not the way to date is to have like like arbitrary rules and, you know, the dating books of like the 2000s, I think kind of screwed us all like the why men love bitches, the rules, like all those books. The game? Remember that Yes, the game. And I mean, as someone like for me, I was, I would call myself a later bloomer. Like I really started dating in my mid to late twenties and I used all the books and it got me nowhere because I was not my authentic self. I was playing games. I was basically doing everything that's not based on connection. Authentic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think for us, when we give advice, we never say like, it's hard fast, like take what serves you leave what doesn't but ultimately we always try to bring it back to like how are you being the most authentic to yourself Mm -hmm. if you're like you know people will be like oh should i text like should i text them back and it's like are you driving yourself crazy thinking about why you should just text them then you know like i think like it comes down to your own well-being and what works for you so Yeah. yeah like i think with 
um, experts too. Like our show is a mix of us talking to experts, it's a mix of us talking to daters, it's a mix of us giving our own advice from our personal experiences and what we've observed from talking to thousands of modern daters. But at mm -hmm. the end of the day, like you know your situation best, but we hope like the learnings can inform and at least allow you to reflect back and be like, okay, what is it that I actually want? Right. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I used to be that girl that was like, I'm never texting first. Like, yeah. I'm just like too cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm so still do it. We all were. We, yeah. Cool girl syndrome. So, we were all for that. For sure. For sure. I mean, I'm still like, when my boyfriend doesn't text me back, I'm like, yo, you playing games? <laughs> or like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Where I'm, I'm like, like, are you alive? Yeah. Text back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, double text, double text, double text. Yeah. I actually, it's funny because I think for me, I mean, and, and I'm sure you guys would say this too, it's like communication, regardless of like whatever is the situation is always for me has been the best so with ryan like i will call him like even before this podcast i called him i'm like hey i'm talking to people that like it's revolved around dating our relationship may or may not come up i have no idea i was like how do you feel about like where's the line of comfortability that i'm able to share about our relationship mm -hmm. and yeah, it was just like very simple, very easy. He's like, thanks for calling me. I appreciate it. And then, and then he was like trying to like talk around it. Well, if you talk about that, I'm like, yo, it's either yes or no. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Like you don't have to go deep. I was like, just kind of like, can I say this or that? Right. And I, I want him to feel that because he's a, more of a private person. Whereas I'm like, mm -hmm. I yep. will tell everyone anything, anywhere, anytime. <laughs> uh -huh. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a curse because I'm just like too open, I think. And I think, you know, some people appreciate it and other people are like, how could she ever share that much? But it's just who I am, you know, and I can't mm -hmm. help it. And even in a relationship with Ryan, I'm like, I'm just going to like tell you everything and then you can <laughs> take, take that with what you will. But yeah, I think I love that. It's so interesting because everyone that's listening to the podcast or listening to um, the different perspectives can totally take something out of it For that sure. another person will not. Oh, yeah. And yeah, sure. I love that. Um, okay. I want to shift gears a little bit because one of the things I love doing is talking about salary transparency. A lot of people don't know about the podcasting space. They hear ads, they hear, okay, maybe people can make money on it. I don't know. I would love to know what that looks like in terms of like, I think it's, there's like specific rates or like that are across the board. So if we can share that and then in terms of a podcast, if anyone's out there is trying to wanting to start one, I'm obviously very early on in it, so I don't have as much advice, but you guys have been doing it for a while. How long would you say it naturally takes if you're not a celebrity or something, right? To kind of get to that point of monetizing. Yeah, that I mean, you bring up a good sorry. point is just like the range of podcasting is astronomical, right? Yes. It's like you have the people at the very top getting like $10 million deals from Spotify. And then mm -hmm. you have people that are making $0. So it's like the range is dramatic. And I think the podcasting industry in general is still relatively new, even though it's come a long way, that there isn't like the standardization that you would get like from a corporate job that it's like, you make 100 K by doing this, like there's none of that that's happening. We're right. technically in the top 3% of podcasts, but if you look at like the top 1%, even like the range there is dramatic. So mm -hmm. I want to just set the scene that like, it can mean many different things yeah. for different people. We've also, you know, you had, I've been doing this for a bit. And we've also gone to like many like podcasting events at like South by Southwest and like meetups along the way. And a lot of times people actually make more revenue from things they sell from the podcast opposed yeah. to just the podcast themselves. So we mm -hmm. make money through ads. Like we do do ads. Uh, we have multiple ad source income. A lot of it's coming from networks. Like we have a host service that we use red circle that does dynamic ads that are not us talking. And then okay. we also have them do host red ads too. And then we also have another network that we're part of that also sends us ads. So we have multiple different streams. And for them, it's like more specific, like, okay, episode that went out yesterday has this ad forever where red circle they're dynamic like they'll run over a month and then they'll just stop oh, and then okay. they'll like keep but they can run through your whole back catalog so mm -hmm. the cpms can range to like anywhere from like twenty dollars to like forty dollars depending on where it is and what type of ad it might even be a little less actually for those dynamic ones that are not us speaking
speaking. But and CPM it's... is cost yeah. per thousand listens. Yes. So if we have, let's say, 10,000 listens per episode, you can do the math on that. But don't forget, the ad agency also takes a cut of that. Yeah. So even if our CPM is like, let's say, 25, we probably don't, we only see like see 60% that. of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So for yeah. easy numbers, if a thousand people download a, a podcast, it's twenty five dollars. Yeah. For the yeah. Ads. Like it, yeah. it, you know, yeah. it ranges, but we're just yeah. doing it easy. Yeah. I don't think people know that at all. So that's yeah, super exactly. It's it's important yeah. because it's such a technical term, and also you have to negotiate your CPM. Like mm-hmm. CPM can really range too, and I think we yeah. started at like fifteen, you know, and now we can like keep negotiating higher rates each year, but yeah. it gets really tricky because you have to know. Th- you, you got to negotiate that CPM first and foremost. Yeah. And then okay. UA yeah. and I too have done direct deals where we can do it even higher and we can also be more unique and customizable with content. Like we've done integrated content. So we've done brand deals where, you know, we had a dating app once that was video dating long before video dating became the norm. And we did a whole episode that was centered around video dating. So we were able oh, to cool. bring it in without, you know, clearly we said it was sponsored by them, but it wasn't but like organic. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, we're just going to talk about this app for 45 minutes. <laughs> like it was still an interesting yeah. conversation for people. So we've had flexibility depending depending on what we we've done. We've done events before we've done videos yeah. Like we've, we've done a spectrum of that type of stuff too. I heard in the podcast that you guys had a time where like, I think it was, was it friends or people of the podcast that were listening were like in your bedroom? Yes. In the very beginning, <laughs> it was, yeah. we did it at my apartment, my <laughs> studio apartment in San Francisco. Cause we we're like, let's, make it fun and in person it's like a it. live talk show and we would have wine and we always cheese. give everyone wine that was a mistake everyone don't do that if you're starting a podcast by the time we record like spilling you're shit like, everywhere Shh. yeah but also made it a really fun experience it was just a different time like now yeah. we do so everything cool. virtually and i cannot mm-hmm. imagine going back to in-person podcasting like just mm. how limited we would be in terms of yeah. geography yeah, and the types of guests totally. we could get but the chemistry in person is definitely so much better you just can like riff off of each other there's pros and cons to each Mm -hmm. yeah i think maybe the the video is actually a little more streamlined probably you know like it could depending on your show it could be good to have that riff that also it could be good to just get to it a little more right and you know i think the there was this time when we we used to give everyone wine because we really did look at this as a hobby at the beginning and there was this one guy just remember rambling and i was like doing the editing at that time and i'm just like okay we need to do something different because this is a waste of time so we actually started outlining which really helps and it's not that we need to stick to the questions a hundred percent but it gives our show a flow where when right. we weren't doing that it was just kind of a free-for-all and then you add in wine and it becomes even more of a free-for-all yeah no i completely agree i know when i first started it was very much like i wanted i did so much research i wanted to have okay i write out their bios and then i asked this yeah. question and then like i felt like i wasn't involved and being able to really get deep into the conversation because I kept steering Mm. it or wanting. So now I definitely do key points of, I know I want to hit these things. However, like if the conversation flows somewhere else, like that's great, right? But there's a balance. There's definitely a balance. balance. And tying this back to just, I guess, money. um, If if you do (laughs) do video for your podcast, which a lot of people do, the video portion is another revenue stream where you can monetize off of like YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. let's say, and then Spotify mm-hmm. is also starting their own monetization program for video podcasting. So it is wow. an interesting avenue to explore. I know a lot of podcasters are hesitant to do video, but if you can get over that hump, there is another revenue stream out there for that. Yeah. Right. And we've like done... we, yeah. I was going to say, oh, sorry, we throw it, throw it on YouTube. Like, right away because you know but all these things you didn't know like eight years ago you know you're like we're gonna get behind a mic and when did you guys start videoing probably in the pandemic Pandemic. yeah because we had Mm -hmm. to yeah i mean the pandemic was very pivotal for us we actually before the pandemic we were like 2020 is gonna be our year like we (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we actually, you know, we like started, many people. We, yeah, we, uh, right? we were doing a lot. We did a live podcast in 2019. That was like a show. It was mm-hmm. super fun. And we, we had plans to do that a lot more in 2020. Clearly that just went away and we 
went to video. But that being said, we started a group that had a monthly subscription. So that was another revenue stream. And we did a lot of, you know, video shows. Like we actually did a most dateable contest that was like a full on pageant over video in the height of the pandemic. So there was a lot of unique opportunities. I think that's probably like a good tidbit for anyone that's interested in starting is like, of course, you can follow some of these tried and true revenue streams like ads. But what are these unique things that you can pull from? Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I think too, like, it's really nice that everything's moving towards video and people want to see that visual. And if you make it more of a show or have little things that trickle into it, I think that makes it so much fun. I like doing dating shows for years would I think would be hilarious. (laughs) So that's so fun. Um, Well, we're gonna wrap up. And I just want to say thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, Yeah, if you guys don't already listen to their podcast, please go listen to dateable. And you guys have exit interview. That's the, but that one was a limited series, right? But still out there to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We and did that this. One, mm-hmm. Tell us about yeah, it. With, <laughs> yeah. We did uh, this podcast with iHeartMedia. So that was another revenue opportunity that we actually got paid for a podcast. Yeah. We were able to sell our show idea to iHeart. And with that one, we actually did this episode a while back. And it was one of our most popular episodes. We called it Exit Interview. And we had a dater that just was so confused why nothing ever stuck for him. So we were like, okay, let's call five year past dates and hear directly from them. So with Exit Interview, the full series, we talked to 10 daters. It's a limited series, so 10 daters. And then we have two wrap up episodes. And we hear from their past hookups, situationships, exes, first dates, whoever is willing to give feedback. And it was mind blowing. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Um, We'll tell everyone where they can find you on socials too. And your personals as well. Yeah. Instagram handle is at dateable podcast. Same with TikTok. And then our, (laughs) we are hardly ever on TikTok, but we do have an existence on there. Do it. You got to do it. (laughs) You have to, you have to. Mm -hmm. And our personals are, uh, mine is at non-platonic and Julie's at Julie Craftrick. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you soon. We'll definitely talk to Julie soon, but <laughs> hopefully too. <laughs> Thanks, Darcy. See you at another family event. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Julie and UA were so amazing. I'm so glad I got to speak with them and talk all about podcasting and dateable and everything that they're doing. So interesting to learn about how to monetize a podcast and all the different avenues that they're taking to do it. So if you haven't already listened to their podcast, definitely check it out. It is really amazing. And I love how open and honest they are about everything dating. So the moment you've all been waiting for, um, This is the last episode of Down and Dirty with Darcy. I just want to thank everyone that's listened. I started this podcast with Anami. They've supported me through the whole thing and we've worked amazingly together. So want to give a big shout out to them. Um, If you haven't already checked out their videos, they have a bunch of free, amazing educational content on their page, Anami.co. But they have been amazing to work with. And for me, it's just, I wanted a place to open up a space for a lot of people that didn't have the chance to be on podcasts or have an opportunity to talk about their careers, things that were different or a little bit odd or things like being a stripper, being a food stylist, being a magician, things that you probably haven't heard of in the normal corporate world. So I wanted to give a platform to those careers and I definitely set out to what I wanted to do. Um, This was meant to be a series and it is the end of the series. So thank you all so much for listening and this podcast is going to live on. So anytime you want to go back and listen to your favorite episodes or ones you missed um, or the career advice that I gave on almost every single episode, we had a career column on every episode where you could listen and learn about when people ask me questions in my DMs, I would answer them. And I talked a lot about LinkedIn, resume writing, interview prep, all of that sort of stuff. So go back and listen anytime. It will definitely live on anywhere that you get podcasts or on YouTube, Down and Dirty with Darcy. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to that Onami podcast. Onami is a creator-led educational platform that teaches you the things you wished you learned in school so you can thrive in adulthood. Onami lessons are completely free and they're taught by some of your favorite creators from around the internet. 
head to onami.co to start learning about things like budgeting, investing, taxes, how to thrive in your relationships, how to find your dream job, and so much more. That's onami.co, O-N-O-M-Y dot C-O. See you there. The Datable Podcast is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Datable Podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes in our premium programs. Also, make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay datable. Stay datable.